around is super thriving and, and, and hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, shit, how'd you enjoy that experience? What, yesterday? Yeah. Man, it's unbelievable. Um, just, you know, I've, I've been in the house for like two years, almost three years. I released Good Intentions, you know, went number one with that shit. And then fucking couldn't tour that. We never toured that because of quarantine bullshit. And then oh, we did shit. Right Never got to tour that album Then we did Weezy Mix And never got to tour that tape So then now I got to put out this album Which I love And all my fans love And yesterday Got to perform it And I upgraded my, my visuals I upgraded my in-ears I got a click now Keep me on time really? well, Ableton I, I, I definitely I want to talk about So so dropping good intention And I remember I talked to I talked to Roddy Rich About that time period Where he's like Yo What people didn't understand post pandemic now is what they saw was a lot of momentum in terms of music streaming. I didn't get to go out and do nothing with it. So yeah. that's the same situation you were in. Yep. So, you know, pretty successful album. Mm -hmm. You're not out there to perform the album. Yep. What does that do for you? Not only in music creation process, but also like capitalizing off that energy. I mean, it just it, 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 it strikes your confidence a little bit, man. Like, I mean, you start doubting yourself. You're like in the house. You don't even know if you're popping anymore. Like, oh, it, it, it just fucks with your head. I didn't want to make music no more. I was like, what's the point? We inside. And then you get rustier because you're Ooh. not making the music. So that's the process that I went through. And then recently, man, I just I just found it back. Hey, uh, uh, and, and obviously, by the way, you know, I always do roll intro. So welcome to another episode of Off The Record Podcast. I'm here with somebody who y'all probably would never, but I think y'all would yeah, expect me to see, see me and him eventually. But yeah. we're here together. Someone who we've been back and forth. We really started off super cool. Right. We're going to get into that plus much more. We're going to get to some new music he got coming out. But I definitely have to say, and we should, this is probably a good place to start. What, what is it? So good intention. What year? Damn. 2020? 2020. 2020. Okay, let me give y'all also the breakdown. And I remember, me and Nav really ain't seen eye to eye. <laughs> but Turks dropped in, right? Yep. Turks fire. Yeah, you could, you didn't even hate, and that's why I had to respect nah, you, bro. Yeah, but, like, yeah, but like I was trying, I was doing my best not to give it too much love, money. Yeah, like yeah. God damn it. So, uh, uh, me and Nav, we not seen eye to eye. We're gonna get to that in a second. But he dropped the song. I'm like, oh fuck. I'm like, yo, listen. If anything, I gotta show I gotta show more light to songs I like least rather than those songs. But you know, that was a song that I think was undeniable. Yeah. Right? Like how do those songs kind of come about for you? Shit, that one, um, me, Metro, uh, Gunna, and Cash, uh, Wheezy too, I think. We went to um Turks. We had a vacation there. And man, I was I, I was there with this chick and she was like killing my vibe because I'm like trying to record and chill. Yeah, and like, tell me about it. I made the best song of my life. Are you mad? I'm not chilling with you type of shit. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, one of them ones. It's a buzzkill, but yo, the record came out of it. So then when we played the three songs, Gunna was listening to the songs, and that one right away he recorded to. And I'm like, yeah, Weezy on the beat too. I remember when you previewed the song. I'm like, fuck, this boy got one. Because I ain't gonna lie, when, when I'm not seen out of with somebody, I wish him failure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest That was your family <laughs> And I'm crazy. like damn This motherfucker got it man And I'm gonna be honest That shit went up a lot Yeah Um. So for everybody That don't remember uh, This is how I remember it And let's go down uh, Memory lane Me and Nev um, I forgot how we met uh, Probably through some Discord stuff Yep But I, but, but number one Super big advocate of you I felt like we had a good rapport 
Um, shit, we, we like low key what nobody knows. I low key had owed Nav like a thousand dollars. I'm gonna tell you why. We made a bet, and I think it happened on stream. We we're playing like Fortnite or something. This yeah. nigga whipped my ass. I was thinking every rapper is trash at like video games. This yeah. nigga beat my ass. He hits me on the side, so yo, act. Yo, this is all love. Like, you don't even have to send the cash. We'll just act like you did. Yeah, it's cool. I'm like, yo, that's blessed. Right. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, like we talk here and there, blah, blah, blah. And then one random day, which this is how I would imagine most issues start, like whether it's industry or between rappers, because it wasn't even me feeling away. It was like, yo, people tagging me like, yo, yo, you gonna let that nigga talk about you like that? So one random day, Nav was like, yo, this mother, I can't remember what you said. You I, like, said I said, he be hopping on and off dick so much if I get STDs. <laughs> please, t what did I do? Yeah, honestly, in hindsight, I can't remember exactly what triggered that thought, but it was, if I had to, if I'm being honest, it's, it like, it's, one, of those, it's one of those thoughts that like, like, like you're supposed to digest before you spit it out. You know no, what no. Well, by the way, it, it, the thought is, I just think that, I think it was like, like the lean talking and uh, shit like that, like being yeah, fried. But in hindsight, like, like play this. I'm super self-deprecating. Like, you know what I mean? I've, I've admitted him like, yo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sometimes I'm giving certain artists or certain things so much props. Like if somebody be like, yo, bro, yo, you kind of riding right now. You know right, what I mean? Right. I kind of I kind of accept it. That's you know probably I mean? where it came from, from an angle like that, something yeah. stupid. And I think the only reason why, to be honest, why I reacted the way I did. And like if he had texted me that yeah. or any other medium, bro, would have probably laughed at it and right. talked about whatever it was, like even if it was some dumb shit, right? The internet has gotten me, like, every time I log online, I don't know if, if this happens to you, I get prepared mentally to, like, defend myself. Yeah. And when I tweet something, there's fans saying all type of stuff, but then when, when an artist says something, it just hits different. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yo, I was, like, super bewildered, bro. Yeah. And, um... The I'm person not, that was the most mad was Cash, because he actually fucks with you. He's like, yo, why did you tell me something before you did it? Yeah, actually, now I like now I always consult everything I do before I do it with cash. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, I think just communication. Like, if we had just communicated, bro, yeah. like it would have been like, it's just that we just didn't communicate. Yeah, and the way I operate in media, I communicate through the media. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so I'm like laying it on that. Yep. Like going in, going crazy, right. as you should have, bro. Well, I mean. Uh, I would have done the same thing as in your shoes. You know what I'm saying? I'd put myself in your shoes. I probably would have done the same shit. Well, I only say that because, you know, I have a loud voice. And when I'm doing it, I'm not doing it trying to, like, convince people not to fuck with you. It's just letting them know that, man, I don't like this guy yeah. right now. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. And um, anyway, you know, all that happens. Um, we had a couple flare-up moments, but nothing too serious. And eventually, we had an opportunity to talk. Yep. And, um... I thought that was a great conversation. I thought you were very aware. And also the biggest thing for me is acknowledging that I'm a human too. I, you know, I have yeah. feelings. And by the way, you know, vice versa. Like if I've said some crazy shit about you and I incited, like I try to be the same with it. I think a lot of people when it comes to media, 
you look at the media guy or the blogger guys like Yo, this guy's just fucking scum like i'm yeah. the shit you know what i mean no, but then also when i sat back and reflected i'm like i seen your grind i seen your come up i used to watch all your youtube videos the warren chirac all that shit bro because we didn't know what the fuck is going on over there yeah. so we're so curious and i seen the grind when i thought back sat back and back i'm like what well, well, i'm trying to take away from this guy like for yeah. what it doesn't make no sense yeah and also it, it, got, it got tedious um got tedious disliking you because like on the list of the niggas who I really go in on like you're considered a success and they really have no career yeah. <laughs> it's easy to talk about a nigga when he sell like 2,000 copies it's yeah, easy yeah, yeah. okay you're like like I remember there was this guy uh, like D Savage or something like that he doesn't sell a record like he doesn't get a stream so like it's easy but, but I'm like shit fuck good intentions did what Yo, I'm blaming this shit on merch, man. Like, I did do that, didn't I? Yeah. But shit, the merch shit is like, everyone is doing it. It's the game. It's the rules. It's like, it's not my fault. My shit sold and they don't, you know what I'm saying? That's why nobody notices their shit because they, they don't sell. And v Barry, Bari, if you're fucking with me, since my first Coachella show, first thing ever, we on head to toe in v -Lone. So it's like, it's only, it's part of my brand. It's like in my veins. No, shit. Again, obviously it's a moment. I could admit that. I wasn't calling a spade a spade with because I definitely like propped up Travis Scott and Travis Scott used some of the same because you know you, you guys are fashionable motherfuckers you yeah. know what I mean yeah. so you you selling product right with your music that's fair yeah. shit Nicki Minaj was selling fanny packs you know what I mean yeah. like you know I see nothing was selling lighters it, it is what mm -hmm. it is so uh, um, I didn't call a spade a spade there but I remember seeing it I'm like fuck how do I flip one thirty to to, <laughs> to not look as well that you know going back to the the, the um, the quarantine shit is like that's that gotta fuck you up at that point where it's like you just can't tour. Yeah, and like I just couldn't like flex my album, you know. How much money are you probably losing at that time? Because oh. I know people who had tour schedule. They were like, "Yo, this is abysmal." Live, we waiting on Live Nation to tell us something. Like millions, bro. Damn. D did you kind of get uh, like on focus from music? Yeah, hundred percent. Just because you're in the house, but you don't feel motivated. Because like you wouldn't make a song at what? Like we gonna play it for your homies in the crib? You know, can't even go outside. It was the weirdest time in life. You know what I'm saying? That lockdown shit. Mm. Yeah, that that was such an interesting time because also, I think that's when we realize as as fans. I think it's still happening to to some extent. But if fans can't live with the music and outside, quote unquote, ain't open where the music could live. Yeah. You see music come and go super quick. It was getting digested really quick, bro. And people are getting over everything that got released during quarantine, like quick. You're absolutely right. It's crazy. Well, did you um at any point just kind of figure like, okay, I'm gonna have to like kind of build from like from scratch because that's a lot of momentum you kind of lost. It it it, it did um feel like a, a a new fresh start and. I'm not gonna lie, man. I discovered these shrooms, and the shrooms just—I heard that. Yeah, just like took over everything, bro. Like brought me this like my clarity back. You know what I mean? It's like a new creative pocket almost. Yeah, like, I heard you talk about it on. Bro, uh, yesterday I made like two beats right before I went on stage in the studio. Then I came back and I recorded this song that Future left for me. And like, bro, I'm just on fire. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Shit's crazy. So when I heard you say it, and even now I'm thinking, when you came out. And this is what happens with every new artist. It's like it's a you're a hotbed of just creativity, fresh new thoughts bouncing all over the place. Everyone wants that wave, and and that's exactly what happened when you came out, right? At what point did you kind of feel like, damn, it's almost like writer's block in a way, where it's like, damn, yo, I feel like, okay, but it, but but it's not feeling like 
like I'm doing something crazier than what I've done before. Um, when did you get to that point that maybe the shrooms helped you with? Um, it's like, like when you first come in the game, you're pure, you know what I mean? Like you're making music because you're having fun, you're loving it, and then the money comes in. Then you start thinking about money when it comes to music. Then the fame comes in, then people start acting weird around you. Then you become focused on all these other elements instead of the music. Cause they all new elements just keep coming in, and then um, with with the, with the true shit, it's just like when I was eighteen, um, I had a friend who kids used to call him like a weirdo and da da da, da and we did a shroom trip, and I had a terrible time, and he was having a good time because he was always been himself, so it really bothered me, you know what I mean? I was trying to chill in the hood, be like tough guy, whatever, and 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 it just broke me down, and then I went graduated high school. A lot of my friends didn't graduate high school, and 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 I fucking did an extra year of high school. It was embarrassing and shit. I did that. Went to a studio program. All off that one trip of shrooms, it like triggered me like something's wrong. Then now I'm older now and I got all this money and I'm successful. So one of my my, my rich buddies, Mike, uh, he, he brought me to new bars and I'm like scared to do it because I had a bad trip. But I'm like, you know what? Everything's good. I'll probably be good, right? Bro, I took that shit, bro. I'm walking around my crib looking at my stuff. I'm like, what the fuck? These are all my shoes. Like, I look at the mirror. I'm like, yo, I'm that. Like, what the fuck? Locked, locked I look at like everything like I just got it. Like, yeah. I look at my pen. I was like, what the fuck? This is my shit. I'm, I'm tripping. I appreciate my studio equipment way more. I'm making way more beats. It's just crazy. That sounds like like new inspiration. I watched um, people do shrooms one time. And I used to say shrooms some white boy stuff until I realized. I think it's just, you know... Ignorance make you feel that like it was in college, right? And I'm gonna tell you why it's scared me. By the way, this is also come from a nigga who only drinks. I've never really even smoked, so yeah, take it with a grain of salt. I'm watching, um, I'm watching like these dudes. I'm like a freshman in college. They're doing it, and like I guess the dude's like tripping. Like he's telling me shit he's seeing, and I'm like, what the fuck are you? You know what I mean? So uh, they used to do these things where they have handlers, where somebody would be there with like you to kind of guide you through yep. the shit. And I'm like, it felt scary. Like it might be something that could. Trigger you to go into some type of psychosis or like schizophrenia that you can't come back. And I'm mad pussy, so I wouldn't do that. You ever smoke weed? Nah, man. Okay, so even with weed, I, a lot of people can relate. The first time you smoke weed, the initial reaction when you get high is like rejection. You're like, no, what is this? I went in the shower trying to wash it off my face. You know what I mean? Oh, for real? So, so, so shrooms is like same thing. Like it, it's even more intense because it's such a serious zone. And then you're like rejecting it. And when you breathe and you let it in, the good part comes in. Bro, ask this guy, bro. I did five grams yesterday before my, my show. For real? I'm, I'm so a hero dose. A hero dose before my stage. And I was raged, blacked out. Wait, wait. So, so hold on. Um, what what's the difference between? And I know it's going to sound mad amateur to the people who are more familiar, but what's the because I see a lot of people they'd be like, well, before they before they record they smoke and they'd be like, yo, that kind of unlocks a different part of their brain. What what does the shrooms actually do, bro? If you, if you look at the um, research on it, literally when they do brain scans. If they scan your brain when you're on shrooms, it's parts lighting up that never lit up before. Like your subconscious, I'm accessing melodies that I heard like an Indian song that my parents played when I was a kid and putting into these trap beats. Like it's just coming out of nowhere. The other day we were talking shit. Remember uh, for us, I was like, I was like, I, I like drips. You're, you're like, you're like almost from Apocalypto, and everybody's like, how the fuck did he just reference that one character from that movie? And everybody knew what I was talking about. It's like, yo, it's the fucking shrooms. Yeah. Is there psychological like downfalls to it? Because I remember when like Wayne got super creative and a lot of it was because of the lean, at least that's what he would say, right? That's prescription stuff. Like prescriptions is like come down, there's a uh, side effect. Bro, this shit you come up. Like I wake up in the morning feeling the same as I felt before. Really? I'm not like happy, appreciative and grateful that I wake up and I'm like miserable. No, I'm exactly like the same. And it's like I could do mushrooms today and then not do them for like four or five days and then reset again. Do them again in four or five days. I don't oh. even have to do them every day. 
Is it, is it like the therapy. same dosage? Or it's like you- therapy. Would you go to therapy every day? No. Mm. Same thing, therapy. You look happier, though. You can tell, right? Yeah, you, you look happy. You look jovial. Look like you, like you don't have something kind of like bothering you. Were you ever like depressed? Hell yeah. I mean, everybody's been, you know what I mean? For me, it's like a lot of it was like um, self-doubt, getting a lot of rejection in the game because my race, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's not easy for people to accept someone me talking like the way I talk and the way I look. You brought the, the brown boys in though. Yeah, and like fuck but it. But of course you're gonna go through hurdles. That, that's yeah, what comes fuck it though. But we done jumped over them. You know, ran right through them. So here to stay. So, so so there was probably times that like and, and I mean I know to someone who's probably watching they'd be like, yo, bro, you're successful. What do you mean like depressed, right? And obviously everything is relative because someone might see you with what they think is everything or a lot, but you might be in your mind's like this just isn't fulfilling me, right? It's it's, it's I went from counting what's missing. To what's there mm. I used to just count what's missing Like yo yeah, I got 5 million Shit man Why am I gonna get 15 Now I'm just counting what's there mm. it, Was it also you trying to like You know Because another thing that comes with the game Is like competition And like pressure Yeah And now You're looking at your peers You're looking at what they're doing And you're feeling like You gotta keep up And it's never about Okay cool I'm running my own race I'm happy where I'm at Yo by the way I'm really doing good Like shit this record just went gold Like I just You're looking at good things You're thinking about Damn, I didn't go platinum yet though, and and his record went platinum. Yeah. But you see, know what I mean? see, that's what I'm saying. You get these visions when you when when you, when you're on the psychedelics. Like the vision I had was like, man, like I don't even want to be these dudes. Like I used to think I want to be them. I don't even want to be them. I'm me. The first week sales, that's what y'all care about. Yeah. I don't even really care about that shit deep down in my heart. Yeah, I just make music and I'm getting paid to do what I love, bro. I don't give a fuck about no first week. That's yeah, yeah. what y'all care about. Yeah, th- th- that's interesting because I remember, and I brought this up when we were going back and forth. Um, there was an article, which I think it was probably just, it, it was the written article, I think, which obviously they're always going to put some cap on it. When they were like, yo, oh, I, th- they were trying to quote you. They said, yo, you'll pull up to the club in the Lambo and you wanted people to see you. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I could identify to some parts of that, maybe not that, to that extreme. Uh, that, there's, a, there's, a, there's a thing, bro, like, it's like it, it happens with some of my family, with just brown people in general. When they like educated and they look at someone like me, mm-hmm. they're like snarky towards me, blah blah. And that interviewer was a literal fucking scum, like a fucking interviewer. Is like he's he's an overeducated guy. He fucking from the beginning of the. Just look at the connotation of how he's how he's talking. Yeah, yeah. He's just he's like, oh, he's scoffing down shrimp. He's hot in his jacket. I know he's sweating. I wasn't, bro. Like I'm smoking weed. Like you jealous? Makes you kind of seem like you're so asshole. Then, then right? I said, this is what I said. This is what I said. Word for word for the fucking record to clear the record, bro. I'm not a thirsty bitch. So when I said, oh, when I come out of Delilah's and I, and I go to my Lambo. And, and and they don't take no pictures, I'd be like, oh, sick. Like they don't know me yet. Like I'm still low. He's twisted the words and said, I get sick. I don't even speak like that. <laughs> he's a bitch. No, no. Hey, like, he's a hater. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got cousins like him. You know what I'm trying to say? Well, that's why I think text interviews, a lot of controversial shit comes out in text interviews. Yeah. There's no proof of it, right? And also, context matters. Like, again, you know, you're from Toronto. Like, you, you talk a certain way and also your background, right? If he's writing that down on a paper, especially if culturally he doesn't get everything you're saying, so you, like you probably say, "Yo," be like, "Yo, this is sick." He probably, "Oh, I get sick," which is, you know, he just doesn't understand it because you don't, he don't like me. Like he, I could just see it from his energy that he's just like smirking and he's like one of them, them, them educated dudes that's mad that I got more money than him and I'm living an easier life doing what I like and he thinks I'm dumb or something. But fuck, I figured shit out that you didn't figure out, and now you'll never write another article with me again. It, it is. <laughs> You don't come across um, 
you don't come across every time I've seen you talk. You don't come across as like pompous or arrogant. What do you think he kind of got? I I, I was that? I was wearing a big ass like fur jacket, bro. I'm eating in the restaurant, the private room, though. smoking, pushing pee. You know what I mean? He didn't know. He don't know nothing about pushing pee. Yeah, yeah that nigga's He's pushing pen. Yeah, he, yo, <laughs> yo, that, that nigga's probably in Peter, man. Yo, he probably seen you with the fur and said, "Oh hell no!" Right. Damn. He's like, I know he's sweating. You got to read that shit again. You'll be like, yo, he's a hater. Yeah, no, no. He was going, I'm like, damn, like, yo, I'm like, this is, well, for me at the time, I'm like, this is a perfect article right here. But, yo, <laughs> yo, truth be told, though, so I was also like, you know, I thought about it in, the, in, in, a, in a literal sense, though, right? In the sense of um, um, kind of going through the phases of transitioning. And, like, I remember I have I have, like, a real clarity moment when I was just like, yo, a lot of people knew my name and my voice, but people didn't know my face. And it was around the time I got on Everyday Struggle, people started like really recognizing me all the time in public. And I remember going to the mall and walking through and I was just like, yo, let me try to soak up this experience because like shit's changing. And um, I don't know if I'll be able to do this again. And, par and part of me, like as time went by, I wasn't thirsty for fame or anything like that, but I was always curious to like, to try to feel the same feeling that other people felt. I remember one time, uh, I'm like, this is why I even got my, so I, I bought a G-Wagon, right? It's my very first like expensive car. And I was just like, this is before people knew my face. And I was just like, I want him to, I kind of wanted people to know that I was successful. For sure. You know what I mean? And, and it, it sounds probably vain to a lot of nah, people. Nah, it's an ego stroke, bro. Man. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, listen, I want people to know that like, yo, I'm kind of that guy. Yeah. And obviously in the moment, it definitely, it filled that, um, you know, it filled that void or whatever the case is. Over time, you know, I've, grown beyond that but at that moment that's just what it is like it, w people don't realize celebrities aren't like unicorns they aren't aliens you take a regular person who was hustling all his life and you then start giving them an insane amount of popularity yeah. a lot of money and he's going through a wide range of emotions yeah. you know he's also he's trying to he's trying to balance his ego with not being too like you know like too pompous and shitting on everybody but he also feels good and proud of himself yeah. that's usually how you get to that point yeah so when i saw that i was like it's probably the worst way you could have put it if that was true right i'm like yeah. that's the worst way you could have put it but it's like shit i could imagine like yo bro i'm i'm not now yeah, even me? if it was what i said yeah, yeah which it wasn't it's still whatever bro like yeah. what are y'all talking about it's like you know like you said I, I used to be on SoundCloud, bro, before I met Cash and shit. I had like 100,000 plays on songs. And I used to be walking in the mall, bro, just like you, like looking at everybody, like, yeah, I have no idea yeah, right now. It's crazy. Cool. It's a crazy feeling, right? Yo, it's a crazy feeling. And, and it's one of those where, where, like, where you could see into the future, like, where you're like, you're maybe your face recognition didn't catch up to like what you're doing. So you're probably yeah. like, you're, you're doing beats, you're, you're like rapping. People might know you online, but like, just not at that mall yet. That's a fact. Like, how did fame kind of change you? Uh, change me. Um, it just, it just, it just showed me a lot of people's true colors. Um, you know, family members they create these fake problems just to so don't have to keep up with you and see your success. You got friends that's treating you better or worse. It, it just, it just changes everything. But a lot of people stay solid, like my boy right there, like Bucks, like my, like I got like four or five friends left in my life, and 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 they're exactly the same. Yeah, they more for me now. Obviously, they move when I move and shit like that. But bro, that's, it is what it is. Naturally, that's how it works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, of course. I'm a humble king. Yeah, well, as you should be, and and I mean, I think people don't realize the changes that um people always say 
especially when someone gets successful, that that person changed. While they don't realize it's, it's also a mutual thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I've seen people who you, you used to have, or I used to have like really casual conversation with, it's all angled towards maybe what they could get or now they feel entitled or whatever the case is. And then that word no, that's huge. Yeah, and, say, it's like, and it's like, you guys think I changed, but y'all changed what y'all asking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, asking for things y'all never asked for before. Yeah. So who really changed? Let me get a car. My answer been no. <laughs> like now the no is too heavy because I got money. Well, well, you come from like like you, I forgot about y'all when I was on the bus. Yeah, I forgot about y'all when I was eighteen. There's nobody that can be like, yo, you forgot about us, bro. I wasn't talking to nobody, man. I stayed to myself. That's the popular narrative they like to drive. Like, how does your family view it? Because you know, and I might be ignorant with this. Yeah. Like they're they're probably not thinking like yo this rap shit's gonna work because we never really seen someone that's a brown boy that really came to take over hip hop they're probably looking at you like yo bro I can figure it on that like yeah. basically like sorry to interrupt you but um like out of my like my my mom and her siblings when they immigrated to Canada mm-hmm. her brother came first he went to like London when he was like thirteen years old like wild yeah, shit yeah. you know what I mean drank his first beer and shit and um. When we moved to Rexdale, we all moved into one house. Her siblings and all their kids and everybody, everybody. And all my cousins, they moved to better areas like Mississauga, Brampton, uh, Humberwood, whatever. And and we stayed down the block. So we're the brokest out of like all the, the people. We're getting hand-me-down couches, all this shit. So then on top of it, I'm the black sheep because I'm the least educated I'm smoking weed. I'm a bad kid at school, getting suspended, all this stuff. Then as I'm getting older, like 24, 25, my cousins that's younger than me that was beating in basketball, getting more girls, and then whatever I was doing, they passed me now. They got accounting jobs. Mm. They pulling up, talking shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That got to be the worst. And then, and then and then last second. Buzzer beater. <laughs> hey, let me tell you this. Yo, those, those yearly, like whether it's Christmas or whatever, those family get-togethers, it's nothing but like just checking to make sure like who's doing what, who's winning, who's <laughs> yeah, losing. So, yeah. so before you pop off, you're they're probably looking at you like, oh yeah, he's just he's still doing the same thing, same corner, he's still trying to fuck the same bitches. Okay, right. loser. You know what I mean? Man, I had a moment, man. Like, like I, I, I have, the, I have one family member that be that always remind us, yo. I'm surprised y'all never moved out of Rexdale and always want to say that stupid shit like it's our choice at that time. And at that time, I had met Cash and I didn't tell nobody that I'm about to sign with XO. So I sat there and I watched everybody who took whose side when we got into this argument. And I just said, no tickets for you, no Rolex for you, no car for you. <laughs> Beat Yo, it. <laughs> I think a lot of people do look at you and think, incorrectly obviously, that like somehow you had like some silver spoon in your mouth. You know what I mean? Oh, hell no. And, and really, it's because they don't know the mold. It's, it's kind of like they do with the Post Malone as well. They'll be like, well, you're white. You, you got to come from something rich. You know what I mean? They look at you, well, you know what I mean? Like, you're Indian. Like, you, you got to be, like, fucking lit. You know what I mean? Even or, like, if they family. do, like, bro, like, my kids are going to be rich kids. Why would I hate on a rich kid? I'm not rich. My parents worked at factories. My dad lost his job. He had a good job at, like, 20, when I was 21 years old. We went through it. Like, it was just me and one of my sisters. My older sister moved out. We had to handle everything together. Like, we rented out the basement. Me and my sister used to share a room when we were kids. Draw a fucking piece of tape in the middle. You can only cross it when you leave in the room. Like, bro, we we went through it, bro, for real. Like, for real, for real. God damn. But in my neighborhood, I was the richest, though. We were broke, but I was the richest because we didn't live in the projects. We lived in the bungalows in the middle. My friends were in the projects, bro. So I used to bring... Like, the way I made my friends in in the streets growing up was bringing freezies from my freezer. 
to them, yo, let's play basketball here, freezies, chicken nuggets, pop, whatever. Ride my bike all the way down to the project and hand it out and play basketball. That's how I made my friends. And now look, these guys turn into full grown demons. <laughs> hey, explain uh, because you know. So I'm, I love the Toronto scene. I'm telling you, I think Toronto is like um, just one of the places of culture that, again, I think America is going to fuck with it. Just like I see how they're embracing like Central C. Like the only the only real difference is like sometimes Americans will. Like we have a bias towards accents that that that, that are, are are like traditional, so like we're used to like the southern accent. We used to people have people talk from Miami, yeah. New York, but if you sound like you're from the UK, they're just not gonna fuck with you. But that's changing now. It is right. I mean, and, my, the kid's fired though. He's saying some shit. So come on, it's undeniable. Like if the music's undeniable, bro, you gonna get over the accent, how I look, whatever, bro. You gonna get over it. Shit, but 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 I think just overall, like like. Shit, Bad Bunny. Like, even though I, I bump a Bad Bunny, so I don't know what the fuck he's saying, bro. Yeah, I don't know what he's saying. But, but like, but, but when I was in Toronto, everybody's like, "Yo, Bad Bunny concert." He, he sold out the arena. I'm like, "What the hell? This guy's big as hell." That's how it is. Yeah. But I, I think that's what's the, the globalization of music too. I think it kind of also started. I remember, like, the moment that nigga Drake started actually speaking in like like a real Toronto man. So yeah. I was like, all right, he finally feel comfortable. You got to act like you're from Memphis. Yeah, he owned that shit for yeah. sure. You got to own it though. Yeah. You get me? And and trying to get into the American culture, like some people don't really like. You want to almost assimilate more than just kind of like be like, yo, that's me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yo, I'm a brown boy from Rexdale who just kind of. I'm I'm doing this hip hop shit. Yeah. I don't gotta act like I'm from some other place or be somebody else. I mean, for us with the whole Toronto slang shit, like me and my group of friends, they can all tell you that like we we refrain from doing that stuff just because girls didn't like it. Mm. We just wanted to get girls. They didn't want us to talk like that. So that's why naturally I don't really 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 speak like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, I take pride in being well spoken and articulate. You know what I'm saying? I read books. That's good too. Yeah. Shit, I'm, I remember. Coming up, people like I graduated like Rutgers with a biomathematics degree. It's a math degree. I, when I started doing hip hop commentary, no cap, I used to just like throw extra slang in that bitch. Yeah. I'm gonna lie, even when I post on Instagram now, I'll put some extra slang and I'm like, I wouldn't naturally say that, but that's what y'all niggas want to hear. You know yeah, what I mean? Like you know, so so I definitely understand that. But like, how is give us insight into like just like Rexdale? If someone who's never been to Toronto, never been to where you're from, like. How is that vibes there? Damn, like, where I'm from, like, they didn't even know restaurants. The only restaurants is by the airport. It's just fast food. Our, our, our grocery store turned into a giant tiger, like, clothes outside. You know what I mean? Like, like ghetto shit. But, like, it's it's lovely, too. Like, the grass is always cut nice on people's lawns. Like, you know, it's very multicultural. You could be yourself there. You don't got to be, like, a gangster. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could just be yourself. I got to be myself. I wasn't mm. shooting people, running down people. I was, I was making beats and being cool, and I, but I was cool with the people that that was doing that too. Everybody just respected each other. It was just it was it was peaceful, except for like there's different pockets where like a lot of bullying's going on and people is pressuring each other to do different things. But like man, the South Side was great. <laughs> What's so funny about like Toronto too? And, and this is why I went to Toronto once. I love it. I'm going back again, but I got to really see everywhere because, yo, I was kind of like downtown and I was like, this is one of the most. But that's all you got to see because if you go to the West where we are, there's nothing really to see. No, I want to see, I want to see like, like those, because I think when you come to New York, part of that experience is not only Times Square, right? To understand why niggas is, is rapping about spinning and spinning and spinning in the Bronx, you kind of got to, you got to see how they live in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to see like, oh, okay, like this is why the dynamic is how it is. I think, I think it's more so, I'm, I'm trying to make a point like, my favorite mall growing up was Woodbine Mall, right? Mm. The arcade was lit. We used to buy clothes from there. Now you can't get shit in there. 
Like everything just went downhill. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know what they're gonna do to revamp it. Like they built a casino and everybody's wasted all that money there. It's like you know, it, like in terms of like consumerism stuff, it went downhill. But man, my my nephew and them are growing up. They love they love it over there. It's good. Okay, so you don't feel like survivors remorse like a bit? No, it's not that bad, bro. It's, okay, it's, okay, it's, okay, you know, everywhere, bro. They slowly like gentrifying shit. You know, you know how I go. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Hey, I I, I was watching this motherfucking um, Nelk interview, and. I almost cut it off when you see you took the Drake, you took the Drake feature off the album, brother. What, what happened? You got a bunch of features on the album, man. Like it's, it's like the song. The song is good. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like it could have been a better song from us. Like like I'll send you the song when we leave you. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll text it to you. But like I just wanted a a, a a better moment. I didn't want I didn't want a song that you know plays for like uh, like three four weeks and it's pretty good. I wanted one that goes for like a year. You know what mm. I'm saying? And then the time frame, bro. Like I went to this show in Vancouver and then I had to I, I was supposed to fly back to fuck with him and do another song. But he was busy doing something else. So then I had to leave and then I left and then it was like time to hand in the album. I was like fuck and like I almost just wanted to put the song on, but it's like, yo, I just took with my gut. Well well in I'm glad you didn't do the Khaled in that in that situation. Khaled said anything that nigga says is fire. I'm like, whoa, like, <laughs> relax now. You know what I mean? You should text me and be like, yo, yo, Drake, what's up? You sent me a waistband verse. Yo, you no, 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 you did it. To be honest, I, it, it, it was good. And even my part was pretty good. I even though I think there's parts where I could have improved too, but it's just like, yo, you know, you just know that like, I think we could do something crazier. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. How is that a communication? Because I, knowing you said it, you're obviously, and I think everybody respected you as an artist. And you said it too. You were like, yo, well, it's my project. And just like if someone, you sent it a verse to them, yep. and they're like, hey, it's not going to make it for whatever reason. You have a vision. It's all about you trying to create the best product. Um, hopefully no one's offended when these things happen. Right. When you say it now, and then the internet goes wild with it, <laughs> do you send them a text and just be like, yo, bro, you, you know I wasn't dissing or nothing like that? Uh, no, I don't think I had to. I think he's... He's he's really smart, bro. Like he he knows what's going on. Mm. Like he knows it's not no uh, maliciousness. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the other features uh, on the projects, it, there's a lot of synergy there. You know right? What I mean? Then it was gonna be like everybody's gonna criticize me about so many features. Like if we put the Drake superpowers on this. Like come on, bro. Like they yeah. they criticize more and more and more. Yeah. Well, I mean, you do have a good amount of features, but a lot of the features blend though. That's you what know I'm what I mean? Um, the, the 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 Travis joint what's the called? Never sleep. That's that that's the that's the banger. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you you did a good job of putting together. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I've been watching and seeing like the the reaction. Not only if I'm vibing too, but what other people are saying. And a lot of people fucking with it. Yeah, I know it's crazy. It, is it something where you were kind of nervous, like going into like dropping this project, or you kind of knew like yo, if I come with it, you know what I mean? The nervousness came from um, waiting so long. Really? Yeah, like, like, Cash was like, yo, let's take our time on this one. I'm like, okay, great. But damn, like, more adults gonna build up and trying to pick the right songs. We did all these trips um, to Miami, 40 songs from that trip. Me and Uzi did like 20 songs that trip. We take the best ones from there. Interstellar and Deadshot came from there, and my dog came from there. And then we did a trip to Toronto, take the best out of the 50 songs we make there. And there's all these songs, like, all the songs that you produced too, that we like took off the album last minute. It's like, it's just crazy, bro. Like, there's so much music. Like, nope. the other day I did a song, uh, this song called Crushed Ice on Weezy's beat, and I'm like, yo, Cash, you heard this? And he's like, yeah, it's fire. I'm like, yo, like, what should I do with this? Like, I fuck with Doughboy. Like, I just been wanting to do a song with Doughboy. I sent it to him, and he smoked it. And, like, yo, that's how it just keeps happening. 
how do how, how do you guys make that decision, right? So, like, who, who's the person who sits with, like, it sounds like you probably recorded maybe 150, 200 songs. Yeah, literally, yeah. Okay, so who sits with that and makes that decision? Is it, like, Cash doing that? Both is, of us. Is it both of y'all? Both of us. We, 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 like, you know, battle it all the way to the end. Like, we were like, he'll come with an idea, I'll come with an idea, maybe, like, no, yes, no, keep going. And then eventually, that's when I sent him a text the other day. I'm like, yo, bro, like, you're the trackless GOAT. Like, I listen to this track list, I'm just like, yo, this guy's a genius, bro. Yeah. So, shit. Like, I've been waiting for um, some type of collab EP with you and Uzi. Yeah, that'd be, I mean, we got it in the heart, man. <coughs> we got what, it in the heart. When's that going to drop? Shit. Or, 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 like, what is that relationship like? I, I just remember, which, again, midst of us, like, going at it, and I'm like, yo, I can't like anything with Nav. And, and, and I'm like, yo... Uzi drops the fucking leaders. Uh, yeah, so Uzi drops is is eternal to take the shit slapping. The funniest and, shit was when you thought I was done, and you like, yeah, it's Uzi. You're like, wait, wait, that's still not. You're like, fuck this shit. He turns it off. <laughs> no, no, no. For everybody who didn't see the clip, yo, I'm so tight at Nav. I'm hating on him. Like, like, like. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I'm hating. So I'm like, I'm going into the song. I'm like, I don't care what this guy says. Like. I turn my camera off before I crack a smile. I'll <laughs> never do it. So anyway, he's going, he's going. I'm like, man, fuck this shit, fuck this shit. And then I think he's done. His your voice intonation changed a little bit. Yeah. So I think Uzi's back calling. It's kind of it's kind of rocking. I'm like, yeah. yo, here we go. And then the whole chat's like, no, that's still now. I'm like, oh, never mind. I like it. And I made that V, bro. I made <laughs> that V to yeah. Me and bro. Yo, I heard you been locking in back with the beats, bro. Bruh, like on this project, I produced like Three or four fully by me, and then like I've had hands on with everything. Really? And lately, I'm just cooking so many beats and recording. Like my engineer texts me; he'd be the one that sees me go through it. He texts me; he said, "Yo, I'm so happy to see you creating from this space." You know, he'd be the one that's really with me. When I seen him say that, I'm like, "Yo, these motherfucking shrooms." <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna be honest; I didn't think you were gonna get back into the beats as much because you're not one of the people like, like for example, Russ, which you know I think he's he's chilled off of, of it a little bit, but. He's, he used to be one of the guys who like, yo, I, uh, I I made the beat, I rapped, I engineered it. You, you know, obviously, like, the first time I heard about you, well, it was really through um, your song. But when we checked the background, it was like, oh, you produced blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So production has been heavy, into baked into your career. But as you kind of got more popular, I felt like there was a sound for you, which I don't know if that was the sound that you produced. Yeah. Like, like, like Turks, like, I'm like... This is where, like, that cool, high-class, swagged-up, 808, beaten-type beat, like, that's yeah. that nigga right there. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, why did you get back into producing, like, I'm guessing? Or why, why did you um, start leaning back so heavy? Because you never I got, I got lazy. I felt like it was easier just to show up to the artist as a... I started to show up to the studio as an artist, and just, like, man, I got Wheezy, I got all these guys, Rex Kudo, whatever, like, I just got lazy. And then when I started making my beats again and started recording on them, I just realized how much more connected I am to my own beats. So I was like, fuck, man. I just I just found it again. Mm. You and Weezy be making some shit. Yeah, hell yeah. That's my boy. That's a fact. I met him a long time ago. I met him I met him before I met Cash. Damn. Yeah, through Rex Kudo, my boy. So how do you pick, like, what song? Sorry, you made a bunch of beats. I'm wondering how you do time management as well, right? So, like... Uh, I always look at people like Kanye. There's like iconic pictures of Kanye like in first class just with the headphone on, just bobbing, like just making a beat. And I'm like, it got to be like that. If you're going to be a rapper and a producer, like those are two full-time jobs. 
how do you make sure your the, the lyrics and the quality of the music, melodies and all that is great, but also make sure the beats are great too? And I think then focus on one thing at a time. I like to change I like to change my hat three times in a session. Like I'll go I'll consciously go into like producer thoughts, like producer mode. And I'm looking at the song as a producer. Then I look at it as an artist. Then I look at it as an engineer. Really? Yeah, as a mix and everything. I do like pretty much like I direct my engineer how to mix the song how I want. Like I own all my equipment. My mic, my preamp, my compressor. I bought the ones I want and I take it with me in a road case and I set my settings and I, and I run it. And I record myself like there's an engineer recording me outside the booth. And in the booth, I got my mouse and keyboard with the screen. I'll be like, yo, hold up. And I'll just do shit myself real quick. So you fucking move around shit. You can yeah. basically almost punch in your damn self. Man, just- I used to record my boy right there. He used to rap, and I used to make his beats. I used to record people at a studio, charge them per hour. Say, like, you want to beat $200, and I charge you $40 an hour to record right now. I used to do that for 10 years, bro. Damn, so, well, I really asked you because I was thinking, I'm like, yo, you probably got too bougie for that shit, man. It's like, yo, it's mad easier when you come in. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, just load up the beats. Yo, you hit two, two three niggas on, on, on DMs. Yo, send me a pack. Yes. Load up the beats and let me just smoke and listen to them. And I'll just go in there, rap on like four or five. I'm out for the night. Yeah, exactly. That's like, what happened. But like, if, if, you're, if, if you're in the production and like engineering mode, like that's super hands on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Does, do you think it makes your music better when you're that much into it? Hell yeah, hell yeah! Like, I, I just found the uh, the fun in making them again. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 your journey. Like yesterday, I couldn't believe bro, that like back in the day, I would have never made a beat twenty minutes before I got to leave to go to Rolling Loud. Would have never done that, bro. Damn. Like my sister like was my sister was there. Yeah, my sister was there watching. She's like, like what the fuck? Damn. Made it in fucking twenty minutes, bro. I made two of them too. Wow. I would have never done that like two three months ago. So it's just like new inspiration. You got to give it to the shrooms then, dog. Yeah, but also just to me, like, that triggered it. But, like, right now I'm not on them. Like, I'm, I'm, I still feel the same. It just triggered it, you know what I mean? Okay, so it, do you feel like you have something to prove? In terms, of what? Chip, in like, terms of what? Well, a little chip on your shoulder, like, uh, um, we good over there? Yo, yo. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, I think there's a plug right over there. Be good. It's recording, all right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, yeah. Um, what I mean, a chip on your shoulder. I'm just thinking, like, dog. It's been a while since you really put out music. Shit, mm-hmm. you drop, you drop, you drop the mixtape. Um, Tsunami. Twenty. Uh, was it 2020 or 2021? 2021. Yeah, and obviously, I think people were just kind of thinking, like, yo, is he gonna? Keep going up Or is he gonna like Go down I was thinking the same thing Self doubt I was like damn Like Is it Like I started thinking about my money Like what am I gonna do with this money How can I plan this shit What Yo, that's I was a- tripping This shit I was thinking about was so stupid Like all my friends t- Like no matter how much Your friends tell you Yo you lit You tripping Like you have to tell yourself that If you don't tell yourself You're lit And you, you like a genius You're not gonna be one Yeah No no I, I figured it was probably Something like that Because I'm like yo you hit a dope plateau, right? In 2020, the pandemic happens. It's tough for everybody, but now it could go either way. Could he pick momentum up? Or if this is like a sign of a huge downswing, <clears throat> the narrative finna start. Oh yeah, like does he still have it anymore? Damn, you know what I mean? He, it's not hitting the They've always kind of like try to like throw it. At you. It's not hitting yeah. like when he first first came out. Yeah. You know, so it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So so seeing you like um, get in the pocket of working a lot, kind of 
makes me feel like you got that chip on your shoulders to be like, yo, I'm going to show y'all motherfuckers. Facts. Like, it's not even anything like, oh, yeah, you're like desperate needing it to do it. But it's no. like, just off the fact you motherfuckers doubt me, let me see what's up. Y'all ain't setting your compressor settings, man. Y'all ain't doing fucking side chaining your fucking kick drum with your baseline, bro. Go Google that. Y'all ain't doing that shit. Producers ain't even doing that shit. Shit, no. They're not fucking with me. It's a rap. Uh, and this is why I think um, you're in a good place in your career. Because I've always said as artists go further on, the, the diva factor goes up. Yeah. And also they work a little bit less. I, I even tell people, I'm like, yo, yo, I'm like, y'all yeah, might look at me as a success now. But when I was grinding to get on, I was making like eight videos a day. Yeah. I'm like, these days I make eight videos a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, imagine if I was still on my grind doing that. Yeah. Like, it would be go going crazy. <laughs> money but like, makes you comfortable, though, right? Money makes you comfortable. Success makes you comfortable. You're walking around your penthouse, seeing all these fucking plaques. You, yeah. you, like, you're walking out you, to the Lambo. You're probably like, fuck. But I seen Kevin Gates. I think it was Kevin Gates that said it. Like, I fucked with what he said. He said, uh, instead of saying, oh, I got to go to the studio. I got to. He's like, I get to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he said that, yeah, and that that was fire that stuck with me. That's Andrew Tate, but I get to make beats. I get to go on the stage. Yesterday, I got I, like I, I I got to have a chance to go on the stage and have fun, bro. Was that one of your first performances? No, um, I've I've done a couple of rollouts, but that was my best performance I ever did in my whole fucking life. Really? Yes. Why? I, I asked him, bro. I spazzed. Surreal. Yeah, like I, like I upgraded all my whole set, like my visuals. I used to not have a click in my ear to hear when I'm on beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you no, have like I a metronome or whatever. Bruh. I had a blast yesterday. So are you going to use probably that energy and probably piggyback off of it for like a tour for, for, for this project? Hell yeah, bro. I've been telling my agents like, hurry up. I want to try fourth quarter. But now they're looking at around like first quarter instead. Mm. Hey, uh, another person who I think I would have appreciated a dope ass collab tape with. Um, if not, I feel like you guys are equally fashionable niggas is you and Gunna. Oh, that's my boy, Free Gunna, bro. What's the relationship there? Because I, I've, a lot of these niggas really fuck with you, man. Damn, like, it's all it's all genuine. Like, it's all organic. Um, uh, Bari and Weezy had pulled up on me at Republic Studios, and we're just chilling, and he played me Invest um, by Gunna. And I'm like, yo, this shit's hard. And he's like, yo, you want to get on it? And I'm like, nah, like, I don't want to get on a guy's song. He's not here, and I haven't, meet, I haven't met him. And I'm like, whatever, cool. Then Uzi had a homecoming show in Philly, and I walked into his hotel room, and Gunna's right there. So I'm like, yo, Gunna, like, yo, fuck with you heavy, bro. He's like, oh, for real? Like, he's kind of like, like, he can't believe it too, you know what I mean? So that happens then. One time we in Vegas, and Future's performing in Dreyas, and there's girls up here, like, on the couch, and I see Southside, who's my boy too, obviously, but, uh, at the time, like, he, he was, he was, I knew him more than Gunna. So I see Southside, and I see Gunna walking behind him, and I see these girls up here, and they kind of like, and going to the club like this, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, yo, man, move these girls down. I picked up Gunner and fucking Sounds like Tom Stan right here. He's like, and Gunner just like, yo, these extra guys is different. Yeah, you got you know some placeholders. Get that, yeah, yeah, get, get out down, of here, man. man. Like y'all do this every night. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to talk yeah, to Gunner. Put my man's in them up here, man. Get, get these. I remember, guys. I remember he used to have a, a Instagram only one Gunner, and that night I was telling him, don't worry, bro, you gonna have Gunner soon. And Damn, that's way back. Yeah, that's way back, bro. I remember God. all that shit. And then when we did Carsick. Uh, he was so like New to the game That uh, Me and Metro Made like five beats That night And he called me And Gunna pulled up By himself Like wow. he pulled up By himself bro. now he got An entourage it's Like you know what I'm saying It's crazy Like yeah He pulled up By himself back hey, then Do you Are you surprised or, or were you ever surprised Like um, His career Went up 
too. Like, you know, if, from if you're going from back then, yeah. Like shit, he turned into like a legit, just like superstar dog. I like, told him he was gonna be one though. I, did you I, see I, from I, then? Though? Yeah, I told him from then. And then now, even when we talk, I always like I feel like I'm annoying him, but I always say to him like, "Remember, I told you, bro. Like you're gonna be lit. Like you lit it to me. Like you lit, bro. Yeah, we lit. This shit is crazy. Holy and like, I just liked his music so much that I knew people were gonna rock with it. Mm. Yeah. Now he's currently in the jam. Um, yeah. I, I'm wondering. Um, I, I feel like it maybe. Maybe I'm just looking at stuff wrong, but I, I feel like you have a pretty good relationship with you know, the YSL camp. Um, is it? How do you deal with those situations? And, and like, say if you did have music with them, like, do you put it out still, or do you kind of like? I mean, it? like, yeah, we put out. Well, there was there was a song that I liked just as much, if not a little bit more than Player that's on the album. But you know, the lyrical content. We couldn't we couldn't clear because what we saying so we we did play and then it's just crazy. Cash That's was talking. Da was gonna be on that bitch, right? Man. Cash was talking to him and like it was like, oh, um, Nav put play on the album and Gun is so crazy. He's like, I remember he said he wanted to change his first four four bars in the verse. Did he change them? Like, yo, how does guy remember that, bro? Yeah, That's my real friend. No, that's dope, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm wishing, I'm wishing the best for them. Have you got a chance to uh, speak to him? Yeah, here and there. Yeah, uh, Cash speaks a little more, but you know, they're just like, yo, you gotta keep this shit going. And you know, he's talking about, yo, we come, when I come out, we lit again and shoot all these videos. Yeah, damn. Um, I, oh, you know, piggybacking off of that, I'm wondering who you think. I, I want you to give me like a top three or top five, like. <laughs> The most fashionable rappers out right now, man. Dressing wise, yeah, come on, yeah. Who got the drip? Like the future drip gods, future one. Uh, I, not in no order. Future, honestly, future Uzi. Like thug gunna, thugger gunna, like them four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they they're crazy. They shop so much. Gunna really loves this shit. Like gunna lay, gunna have one show and lay out. 10 pairs, 20 pairs of pants, 20 jackets, all his shoes just for the one show. Like, he loves it. What like the he, fuck? He like, like, loves like it. Like, he actually, shit? like, me, it's a hassle. Like, I leave all my shit in the luggage, just pull it out, throw clothes. Today, one of my pants ripped, I threw it in his garbage pair of records. <laughs> so it's like, I don't really care for it as much as him. He really loves that shit, but he's not faking it. Like, Damn. he puts that shit, lays everything out. It's crazy. Now, I agree with you, too. The only person I throw in the pride for five is, like, uh, I think a boogie beat going in. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. Um, wait. So, um, okay. So you didn't. I'm, I'm guessing you and Drake will probably have something later. Hey, we've never heard a Drake and you song. Is that weird? Because I think people kind of look at that like it's a bunch of rappers from Toronto making it. You, Tory, Drake, right? Well, the weekend too, but you know, weekends just the weekend. Um, I miss anyone? I think I got it. Did, did you assume there was going to be more collaborations? Um, no, like for me, like to me, that's one of the biggest artists in the world. So, it, um, if not the biggest in like hip hop, obviously, you know. So I was, I'm really a guy about like leaving room for growth. Like, if I did it really early in my career, there'd be nothing left to do, bro. That's why I didn't want to be um, on like, like, the, like other albums that like with big artists that I was around because I just didn't want to burn that stuff out so quick. You know what I mean? And now mm. look, now look how it's working out. Like the, the Drake song to me wasn't the hardest one we could make. Cool, right? But now look how much demand and anticipation that's coming. It's building up even more. See, that's true. It's, that's it's true. So it just it's yeah. Leave room for growth. Cash taught you fucking well, right? <laughs> Cash man. All right. No, but, 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 but for real though, like because I, I seen I seen Tori had tweeted out and I was like, 
Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm wondering if, if if it's just like, you know, maybe just it's for the right timing or, you know, maybe low-key you guys are in competition with you because that's what happens sometimes no, when me, y'all no. all come from the same ends. That you one's know? more surprising to me than myself because, like, I think you want to, like, tour with them and everything, you know? You yeah, think, yeah, like, yeah. you guys record on tour. Easy. Yeah. It's surprising. Hmm. Most surprising. from the, uh, Like, if I take myself out of my shoes, it's like, why haven't you guys done it? I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much pressure do you put on Able to get for a feature, man? I, I, uh, nothing Like for this album Everybody's like Yo, How come you didn't put uh, Abel on it Like I know if I ask him for anything He'll give me it Like if I ask him for a Fucking anything But he'll give me that You know what I'm saying So I Like I'm not gonna go Breathe down his neck For a feature When he's shooting HBO And all this shit bro Like who cares Like you know what I mean Let him do his thing But I know if I ask him for anything He would do it Explain how XO works to me Because XO is uh, I feel like XO is uh, It feels like a Lifestyle A label a brand and a movement, which and is all great, and a family. And a family. Yeah. You see, th- th- that's like a real perfect like five traits of like a really successful like you know situation. Um, how does it work for you? Um, I believe you with, with that. With, with like, I don't think you're like, yo, I can't drop the the, the album until I get a, a fucking feature. I, I I believe if you want it, you could get it. Yeah. But also, you don't want to be in that shadow where it's like. Oh, y'all about to just listen to my project to hear that fucking feature. Yeah. So how do you balance everything um, and make it work? Um, I don't know. Like, it's, with my team, it's, it's, it's really easy. Like, just imagine being around, like, 40 to 50 like-minded people. It's really rare. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when we're in, like, Vegas in the casino, and I'm just, like, looking at the whole squad, and I'm like, man, I fuck with all of y'all. Like, every single one of y'all. Dooley, Hawk. Sticks like everybody, bro. Main from from security to the managers to assistants, Melissa. Like you know what I mean? Like it's like it's everybody's so like minded. Everybody can agree when something's whack or somebody does something played out. Everybody agrees, and that's why we're fucking winning. Mm. So so it, it, it's not a thing where like um like the weekend it, it, you kind of look at him like oh he's too big to kind of hang with the rest of us. It, it's not like because when I hear when artists are scientists. Like a label where there's one huge artist, sometimes it feels like there's a super separation where they're like, "Oh, yeah, we're doing us," and he's just on that type of. Atmosphere. No, but we're like all immigrant babies, and we're from Toronto, so like he, like when I'm with Abel, if I were to describe my relationship with him, it's like someone I went to high school with. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if we, we in Vegas, and he's he's gambling, he's down like 50k, and he tells me, "Oh, take over, take over my shit," and I start gambling his money for him, I win him back another 40 bag, and he, he's trying to give me all his money. And we honest, we honest immigrant kids, man. I don't take none of the money. We go to the club, he comes back, he's trying to take out another fucking 100k or something. I'm like, "Yo, I got your fucking 60k in my bag," and he's like, "No way!" Like you know, we're just Honest fucking cool people, bro. Yeah, no, no, you're right about. I don't think about Canadians like that, but that's that's true too. You know, I'm from Jamaica, so that 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 just that immigrant mindset. People hate when I say that here. By the way, they hate it. Why? I don't know because like they feel like when you kind of say you're an immigrant and you're succeeding here, you're almost trying to shit on the people. Like you know, what I mean, the black or the brown people who were born here, and and I I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Like me and this guy named Treat Nasheed, we got into not really like really arguing but he was just like yo if you guys like where y'all are from so much stay there like you know what i mean i was like yo we're not shitting on you we're just you know we come here we work yeah, hard because y'all had a head start y'all been here the whole time and couldn't figure it out yeah we was just trying to work hard you know what i mean get what's doing just like you know keep running it up you know what i mean like, what do you prefer um to stay more at least at this point say that again do you prefer to live in um canada or here um Shit, man! Someone asked me where I lived the other day, and I'm like, 
Uh, well, all my stuff is in Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. Really, I don't like. I'm like fucking. They pulling me left and right all the time, bro. I'm here tomorrow. I gotta go to Philly. Like, I'm always getting pulled left and right every time I'm on the road. But for quarantine, I was just in LA, and it's just the weather's nice, you know. Yeah, you, it's you zone got, out over there. You got to escape Trudeau, man. Like, like he was tweaking during this lockdown stuff, man. Like, I was, I was watching yeah. it. <laughs> I, 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 mean, I, I was, was losing. That was part of it. I was losing it. That was just one part of it. That was one little, uh, you know what I mean, ingredient to the fucking massacre. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was watching that shit. Uh, anyway, uh, um, I'm tuned into that Toronto shit. I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, oh, quick, you and Yeet, what, what's going on there? I, um, I, I see some shit. Uh, um, I guess he posted which I don't know if it was him or maybe somebody else. But I didn't take it that that crazy. Fans took it that crazy. Yeah. He's talking in the group chat. Yep. Everybody has group chat with their fans. He's like, "Yo, we're gonna beat Nav," and it's yeah. like, I don't think he's like, "Yo, fuck Nav." He's no, just like. No. You guys were dropping on the same time. He's like, "Yo, it's friendly competition. You encourage your fucking fans. That's how it works." Yeah, the fans are telling him like, "Oh, I'm I, like, this is what he told me. They're telling him I'm finna shit on his album." And he's like, "Nah, like he's defending himself back." And uh, when he hit me, I'm just like, "Yo, man, like fuck all that noise. Let's make some music. Like I, I, I fuck with your music and it's whatever. You know what I mean?" I think y'all could make some good music. Hell yeah, I think y'all could make some good music. Um, yeah. I think that's where I keep saying the internet makes shit worse. Yeah, because in reality, bro. Not if you're dropping on the same week as someone, you're just hoping a fan show up. Yeah. Like it's not no indication of if you think the other person's whack or not. It's like, yo, show up for me because I know their fans gonna show up for them. Like I said, bro, when I had this division on the shrews, man, I'm like, yo, y'all care about that shit. I don't care about it. Are you off like first week numbers now? Like I, we care to a point where like, yo, bro, we're not selling 500 copies. You know what I mean? But I'm not like it doesn't make or break like what I'm doing. Like. As long as I'm still getting paid and my music, I'm happy with it. And my fans, who are they love this new album. So I'm like, I'm on a high fucking mm. road right now, bro. Like, so, I'm happy as fuck. So you're not, you're not thinking whether like, oh, shit, I'm trying to at least do 100 or whatever cases. Are you, I've always said, and people keep somehow blaming this on me. They're like, yo, act well, you know, you kind of started a lot of the hysteria with numbers. Because when you reported, people get in there, you know, like fans. You think you people, started that? Um, like putting awareness to it? Well, I don't know if, it, if I'm big headed if I say I did. I feel like I was, was one of the people it who before that. I feel like I'm one of the people who popularized it, but yeah. it was it wasn't popularizing it. Like everything I do is not, it wasn't popularized to try to shit on artists. It was more like, yo, at my core and at my heart, I'm a super fan. But yeah. I'm the super fan that will Google for 15 hours to figure out some shit. And once I know it, I want to, I, I'm going to use it to argue. Yeah. So I started letting people know. But of course, you know, it comes with the good side and the bad side where good side people are like, oh, our favorite artist is doing good. And the person that they don't like, they're like, well, let's shit on him for not doing as good as we thought he would do. Yeah. So, you know, I've said to artists, like, especially like I ran into a couple of artists, right? And actually some of these guys are my friends, man. Like, and, and they were like, yo, bro, we don't know what to do about dropping projects. This is during quarantine time. Like everybody's like quote unquote flopping. So their thing was like, yo, well, we're just not gonna put out the music. And I'm like, bro, you can't let the fear of flopping or the numbers make you not put out the music. Your fans still want it. And and that's why I also saluted to like Tory. I'm like, Tory's like quote unquote blackball, but he's still gonna put his music out, whether it's EPs. Yeah. Nobody's gonna judge your EP numbers. No. You know what I mean? Like if you drop a like a three pack here, like you could put out music. I just feel like some, th there is a serious mentality about artists that are scared <coughs> of quote-unquote flopping, and I, that was never the intended purpose. Right. 
And I don't know, man. Like, shit, there, there is such thing as a flop. But I feel like as long as you keep beating your last shit, I, yeah. think, I think you're good. And also, like, what people don't realize, bro, if, if you are a longevity type of artist, you're probably going to at one point miss or not hit whatever goal or target. Facts. Dog, bounce back. Like, bounce. That's all you got to do. Yep. If you're resilient, you bounce back. Cool. That's That works. I've seen people just see the, the numbers and just disappear. Yeah. And that's the worst part of it all. Yeah. Um, it feels like you're a little bit free of that. Was there ever a time that you were like, well, I'm conscious of this and I'm hoping it it's of a certain level, whereas to now you don't care? Man, I, I just have to remind myself, bro, I come from nothing, bro. Immigrant family, I come from Rexdale. Um, the fact that I can even make, let's say, 100K a year, if I was making 100K a year making beats, bro, and making music, I'm good. But I'm making millions So it's like I just gotta remind myself of that You know what I mean Don't get caught up with all the yeah, noise Yeah like humble yourself a little bit Yeah it's like Get caught up with the noise Bro I'm good Yeah I'm good I'm financially set You know what I mean As Which I think that should be the mentality I think the, the mentality People kinda lose And um It just never ends up good for them And and, and to those artists I, I try to tell them I'm like When y'all st- When y'all hop off the bike And y'all just stop Be like well, I'm not gonna put out music Or do music at all Sometimes it's harder getting back on the bike at all. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you should just, even if you took a fall, just like fucking get back up and do your thing. That's what, one thing I like about, I like about Youngboy. Youngboy will drop his album and do 110, 120. Yeah. And then he'll drop another project that's probably going to do like 15K. But with, he's just dropping music. Then drop again. He doesn't give yeah, a fuck. He's, like, he's not, he's not going to be like, oh, word, this didn't sell. It's like, yo, I'm dropping music. I'm sure when you speak to him, he doesn't give a fuck about what people are saying. Doesn't either. give See? a fuck. That's the way to live. And look, he lives a fucking great life, right? Doesn't give a fuck. I, I've talked to him and tried to like tell him about numbers. And he's just like, it, like, he'll just be like, he'll just cut me off and be like, yo, be like, did I like it? Yeah. That and, just, and, and, and that's freeing, bro. That just reassures me that I'm thinking the right way. Yeah, no, as it should be. Um... What was I uh, trying to? Oh, I heard you tell the the, the fucking back to back beat story. Yeah. I thought that was like super interesting. Um, not not to try to get you to tell the same story back again, but um, how surreal was it? Kind of watching that experience from your point of view. Um, damn man, like it was always a, it was always a dream. Uh, being a Toronto kid, watching this guy Drake just fucking going crazy and. Like, as a beat maker, I was like, damn, man, how the fuck do I get my beats to him or Abel? And it was, and then you're just working with all these fucking drug-dealing-ass rappers just like that suck, and they're just buying your beats, but you can't kick in that door with those guys. So I'm making three, four beats a day, sitting and look, staring at the ceiling, like, what the fuck am I going to do in my life? You know what I mean? And shit, when uh, me and Dax, we just cooked up for the first time ever at 3 a.m., I didn't want to make no more beats. I was burnt out. And I did that one last melody. I did like five stack of melodies. And then when they took the beat, they sped it up, doubled the speed, and they took all the other melodies out and kept that one chord progression I did. And then when it came out on Twitter, I was like, yo, what the fuck? Are those my chords? And like Dax liked the tweet. What's the moment you found out they were using it, though? Don't tell me it's on Twitter. When it came out. No way. Yeah, when it came out. Oh, I thought you knew, like, oh, shit. I'm yeah, and, like, fuck. then the people didn't even really believe me that I was involved. Like, I'm in my hood, like, telling people, they're like, yeah, right. I'm <laughs> like, yo, y'all don't believe me? So then it's crazy that Take Me Simple on OVO Radio took off uh, as an artist. And then when I when I, when I I met uh, Drake, I was like, yo, you know I did back to back? He's like, yeah, like, he just found out. 
And he's mm. like, yeah, like, thank you, bro. You still and everything. Crazy. Hell yeah. Damn. Shout out to Cash. God damn, I know Cash is. He don't play. I got to He's look like he like the business gonna be handled. Okay, right. damn. Does that become odd? Because I, I think you and me have a good relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, do you at a certain point have to explain that, or, or do you ever kind of? So that the moment? timeline is, uh, I produced it. It came out. Um, then, then Meek started posting pictures of himself on dirt bikes. With my lyrics from SoundCloud as a caption, like every day, bro. Oh, so I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I fuck with Meek, but I don't want to, like, you know what I mean? Like, like that was like one of the shit. first times in history where people are like, oh, you got to like pick a side. So you Kinda, can't almost yeah. like, yo, but I then, love everybody. But then on, on the flip side, he's like one of the ones that introduced my music to Cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did me some of the, one of the biggest favors. Like, I love him, bro. Like, thank you, Meek. You know what I mean? Damn. Like, thank you so much. And then, and then on top of it, when me and Bucks went to Atlanta, he was giving us the craziest, craziest hospitality. That's Bucks' friend for a long time. But like, yeah, yeah, I've, we I've, go over I've there. We him. go over there. He he told us, "Yo, the the Maybach key is in the car somewhere. We can't find it. Oh, Take the Maybach." Take the maid back. We in his house. He just got the nice ass crib with the long ass path. So inspiring. He's just so cool. And then when we were there, I mentioned it to you. Like, yo, you think he knows, bro? That, like, I did back in the back. Oh, he never like had that combo with him. At, I think. At least at I think point? once we did now, like now he obviously knows. But like, it was like, fuck, man, I was just making beats. Like I wasn't. I didn't write no lyrics, right? <laughs> I just I was making beats. I didn't know what I was gonna get used for, man. Like it's whatever. But now look, they they good now and everything's good. Yeah, it's interesting how things work out. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Life yeah. goes on, bro. What other uh is that the biggest beat you've given to someone? Yeah, that's my like biggest placement, I think. Mm. Like after that, I, the artist shit took off so much that I just started making beats for myself and now I'm starting to like like uh be a producer again. Like uh, I had a session with uh Don Tolliver, shout out to my boy. Um and I did Three songs in one night on my beats, and it's all him. Just I didn't even touch it vocally. I'm wondering. Okay, so if if you're trying to get placements now, or you're trying to sell yourself, right? In terms of, or you're selling the beat, right? Like, do you kind of like almost present it like, yo, you should buy this beat and I'll hop on it too, or is it just like, yo, now nah, that's just the beat, that's me as producer. Nah, just all make the music record, not no buying. We don't talk about no money. Until okay, okay, the yeah, song yeah. is recorded. You want to put it out? Then we send the contract with the money. Mm, that's when that's when cash hit him, right? When we God, have, we, have, we have to make you really want it, the song first. No, nah, no. Nah, then nah. we gonna send you the contract. Nah, nah, get it. But but um, do you prefer when you rap on it too, or or, or you're cool with just like dropping off a pack there and and whatever they do with it, they do with it type of stuff. Or you work with artists and be like, yo, this is just for you. Right. Like, everything was free in the world, and like everything was free, like houses, food, everything. Bro, I wouldn't even rap on all my beats. I would just release beats for free and just put them out. Just listen to the beat. But because of money and all this stuff attached to art, I feel like I have to rap on my beats or like I'll make wise decisions. Like the the ones that Don Tolliver went on, like those are his type of songs. So I'll just leave it. It's still my you know beat. So you know what I mean. You can't think about the money too much, but it does affect your creative process. You getting hella money if you're rapping on your own shit though. Oh, hundred percent. Like, like you get not no literally a hundred percent. Yeah, you, you get you so get some songs I did with big artists, bro. That I made the beat and I'm on the hook and stuff, and I own eighty five percent of these records. Really? Yeah, the big because remember, uh, artist gets the artist gets fifty percent. If there's two people on the song, they split that twenty five twenty five. Mm-hmm. The other fifty percent goes to the producer. Who's that? Me. So seventy five eighty off rip. Damn. And the checks is big, and then the publishing checks get bigger and bigger too, and the deals get bigger and bigger too. God damn That's one thing I've realized Like even You know I think the most transparent person Who kind of does that is Russ 
Like he'll just throw up his his fucking statement, and I'm yeah. like, yo. What's also not kind of like you know known to people who are looking at these monetary amounts is that when he's getting these publishing checks, he's getting a hundred percent, and he's like independent too, right? Yeah. yeah. So so not only is he independent, what a headache though. Yeah, definitely a headache, <laughs> right? I, I, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I couldn't do it. Like to any artists that are listening, bro. Don't worry about this independent dumb shit Like whatever Like Be independent if you want to Go ahead But damn Like if you, you get with the right team The right label The right check uh, The right music You know a lot of artists They sign these deals I heard King, King Hendrix say uh, uh, You're crying about your deal But when you signed You was with it you know well, what I'm saying? Well, well, you like know you're crying now, but when you signed you was with it, and now you're going to blame the label when your music's sucking. You you went and blew the advance, and now you got no budget left. Like, like, come on, bro. Like, I think a lot of people, and this is just what I've hear, heard from a lot of signed artists, like, <coughs> at the end of their deal, they come back and they're, they're saying shit like, uh, get him some water. Hey, um, <coughs> at the end of their deal, they're coming back and they're saying shit like, yo, well, I never got, um, well, I never got paid off my music. And that's why people think sometimes like majors suck because if you're dropping music, you never got paid from it. Right. Like that got to be like tough. But the only reason why they're not getting paid from my knowledge is that you've blown your events. And they haven't, and rec- and they haven't recouped. You right. haven't got the coop, but you didn't recoup. And, or, or they got so much expenses that's being tacked on to that bitch. You know what right. I mean? Like going crazy with it. Right. So you're Booking not in that studio. Position. They're not even in. No, hell no. Well, well, you're making the beats too. That, that that's the reason why. <laughs> yep, 100. percent Anything. Oh. Well, I'm some lemonade real quick. There we go. Yeah. Nah, but yeah, like, uh, so, so if you could do it again, right? And now we got an EXO person out the room. Would you be independent <laughs> or not? <laughs> um, <laughs> only only if Cash was still my manager. Damn, Cash the key like that. Yeah. Save my life. I'll skin somebody alive for him. Um, but for real, like I, I, I literally. Um, what is it about cash? Real talk, because every, t- I've just heard everybody who speaks about him speaks with the uh, the utmost of respect and giving him uh, and gratitude in terms of what he's helped them do. I'm guess I'm asking the question directly. What does he do? Like, like what does he do that's so unique that you feel so indebted and gra- and so much gratitude towards him? He, he's hands on with me bro There's managers that Let their artists burn out Cause they're just not there How about this Yesterday In the studio Before um, uh, When I came off When I came off the stage Came back to the studio Before I recorded the song of Future And I was anxious to do it He pulled me into the uh, live room And he prepped me for this Really? Yeah he prepped me for this He asked me So what are you gonna say If they ask you this Blah blah And like, that's how much he cares bro same thing with Abel. Like Abel, uh, I always make this example. On one of my albums, uh, he was executive producer, and you know he has a busy schedule and everything. And we approved the track list, like you know the back of the CD, and he noticed a mistake in it, and like changed it. I'm like, yo, like this team is crazy. But yeah, Cash is, he's just he's like the big brother I never had. You know what I'm saying? No, that's clutch. Please. Wow, no, that's fire. So 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 like. It's interesting because I see a lot of artists these days, they're contemplating going going um, um, independent. And you said something that's really important, which is true. It's a headache. Like, it looks easy, but now everything that a label or if you have a really good team is going to do, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. You know? And um, th- that got to take away from, like, how much time do you have, like, these days? If, if you're making beats right before you go on stage, when do you fucking get time to chill, like, you know what I mean, wind down? Or do you feel constantly overworked and 
and just like. I feel like I'm chilling right now talking to you. I swear to God. I feel like when I do it, my meeting greet today, thousands of fans, I'm gonna have to sign all these things. I'm chilling there too. Everybody, like all the people from the label, be like, "Oh, let's just sign one part of the CD. Let's hurry it up." And like, nah, like I'm, I'm chilling. Now you loving the experience right yeah, now. Yeah, I come from nothing, bro. You gotta go to my neighbor and go see it. Well, well it, it just seems like you have a lot of gratitude toward where you're at right now. Yeah, and and I think I've inched around and danced around this a lot, but I'm wondering, like, was was there any moment that you just felt like, yo, damn, maybe I'm taking this shit for granted, or damn, yo, fuck? I I, I know when you said that you took the shrooms, like it kind of like just Awoken you to some yeah, shit, said, um, I think when I was taking it for granted, I didn't even notice I was. Mm. I was just doing it. I was taking it for granted. If I was conscious of taking the uh, shit for granted, I wouldn't be doing it. Mm. You know I mean? um, the song you have with uh, um, Don Tolliver. Yeah. Did that? Was that in that same session where you you also gave him? Um, no, music? no, that was. Uh, he had the hook on a wheezy beat and then sent me that. Really? Yeah, the session, uh, the session that I did with them was like two weeks ago, and three beats, three for three, smoked them. Super talented. I seen Quavo <laughs> the other day tweet something now, which was which was very interesting. I see a lot of artists co-sign it, and he said that most artists usually have a bunch of hits like in their vault that they didn't release that they're holding on for whatever reason, or you know maybe it's just ain't get cleared. Whatever the case is, mm-hmm. I- I'm wondering what's that like for for Nav. Like, do you instantly know when you got a hit or is it like the fans tell you and you're pleasantly surprised or you're like, yo, it's kind of like hot potato. We're like, fuck, I can't wait to drop this shit. Um, sometimes I'm, I'm right about the hit. Sometimes I'm wrong about them. Um, like for example, Turks, I didn't really care for that song. Really? You knew it that sounds shit crazy. No, like I, I knew that shit in the club. That shit was. I knew jamming, it was nigga. good, but 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 it's it's when I like Cash told me like it's really fire, and I'm like I don't know, I don't know. And then when I see how much other people are fucking with it, it's kind of like slimy to say that you know, like Cash was telling me it's hard, but I like didn't believe him. But then now I be believing him way more when he says shit like that. So sometimes I'm right, sometimes I'm wrong. Mm. Wanted you, I knew that was a smash. Uh, Tap, I knew that was a big song, but originally I didn't even want to cut that. I didn't even want to record that. I didn't really care for it. Um, yeah, I, I knew that. I knew Lemonade. Once we once we recorded it, I knew it was big. When I was doing the feature, I was just doing it. I didn't really care. Favorite song you've ever dropped? Ever? Yeah. Um, probably like a lot of the new stuff um, from a new album, like Demons in My Cup, um, the stuff with Uzi. But like old songs, one of my favorite beats and everything like was Ten Toes Down. Like it's kind of crazy. I still don't know how I made that beat. Okay. Yeah. Where does myself rank? Myself's up there I think that's like my biggest One of my biggest songs ever Solo Yeah that's my biggest solo song ever Yeah I, I felt like th- That was like the quintessential If you wanna know Nav Yeah If you wanna know what pocket He's, he's gonna kinda be in That's a good start And then yeah. of, of course you've evolved I feel like there's an evolution Of where of where you've been I feel like If if I was gonna draw a caricature of you And just age that person into the years You know what I mean Gonna add some drip to it Maybe some you know what I mean some substances yeah. get you over some trap beats, and I think that's where you are right now. Yeah. When you're making music, what's your biggest motivation? Like when when you're uh, you have a, say you have a studio session tonight, you hear some beats. Like, what are you usually thinking of? What place are you at in life? My biggest motivation is just how much people I help with like my resources and how much more I could do. Like if if for example, I have a I have a producer, Money Music, right? And because I've been getting so big as an artist. 
he's been getting bigger as a producer because he's associated with me and signed to me. He he just did the song with Offset and uh, Money Bag Yo that came out. He produced oh, shit. that. He did that, bro. He just bought an AMG fucking sixty three. This kid is twenty two years old. Holy, he's rich, and that's because I'm still working hard. He's he's obviously working extremely hard, but because I keep turning up my brand, he's associated with my brand. So I see how it affects everybody around me. So that's my motivation. Wow. Not my own pockets. Like they're already full. Um, do you uh, oh, oh, some water? I don't know if you need water. Oh yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. oh man, some water. So, uh, outside of music, um, where are you in life in terms of? Marriage, kids, lifestyle. Man, How I wish that? I had a kid already. I wish I'd be jealous of my friends who got kids, man. Really? I wish I had one already, man. Don't say that. These these chicks don't try to trap you, nigga. Nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> but, but, but but are you in that place where like you, you're you're seeking like a, a different meaning um, or just maybe more to life than just musical fulfillment and what fame and money gives? Um, yeah. Um. I mean. I'm 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 dependent on music for like my my income and for my livelihood, but I'm also not fully dependent on it. Where like now I'm doing a lot of real estate ventures and shit, you know, um, uh, investments. And what was the question? What did you say? Well, I'm just wondering what makes like music is always therapy. Yeah, but I'm wondering outside of music and just lifestyle wise. Usually, when you you see someone who's either unhappy or going through shit, it's usually just like. They're unhappy with themselves for whatever My mom reason. wanted me to get married, all right? And she wanted me to have kids and shit, but man, like this rap shit is crazy. You got brothers and sisters, right? Yeah, I got two older sisters. I'm the youngest. I'm the baby. Do they got kids? Uh, my older sister has a daughter, yeah. Okay, yeah, you got to point, you got to point the one, like your moms. You got to. You, yeah, you, there's two other people in line, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, I'm bro. the youngest too, so Thank it's like. Thank you, bro. Like, my mom been watching but me. You got sisters or brothers? I got two brothers. Older? Yeah, wow. but here's the thing, though, like. I kind of like left the nest first and I've always like shacked up with a girl and like, I guess everyone just expected me to have kids first, but I'm like, nah, there's two people more in line, man. But, right. but, but honestly though, where I'm at, um, you know, you know, I'm in my thirties now. So like in my twenties, I was just like, fuck no, I'm just not ready for it. Now I'm like, whenever I get there, I'm like, um, I, I think I'm getting more and more prepared, but I could wait. Bro, I would die to see you with the baby. But <laughs> nah, I would never show them online. Yo, I don't even show my family online. Yo, online is such a... Like, do you tweet as much uh, these days? Or are you on TikTok? Where are you at, like, social media-wise? I post here and there, but a lot of times my people post for me and shit. Like, I just... Social media, you know you know what really hit me one day, man? I'm not going to say no names, but there's artists that got, like, 8 million followers, and I only got two. But they can't sell tickets. They got, can't stream So I just Like I'm like Fuck Do I really need This Instagram shit Like I do not look at Social media Like I barely look at it bro Like I'll look at it For like when I'm bored I'm trying to kill time But not like Like at a restaurant Like yeah, I'm yeah. here I'm right here uh, I don't like fucking Zone in on the social media It's just fucking rotten bro No that's dope It's important to be Present in the moment Just because What ends up happening um, People think social media is, is the end all be all And you get to realize Like Shit, I mean, Abel doesn't use it that much. Like, like when you realize about a lot of real like artists who primarily people have that connection with them through the music, it's never because they made a fire tweet. Yeah, you know what I always tell people? Oh shit! Oh, yeah, that's all good. I'll, I'll show you what my Spotify is. This is my Spotify. I mean, Ooh. my my um, this is my Instagram. This is what I look at for Instagram. That's my Instagram. God damn! 
I look at like you look at all my stats of all from all time 108 million. By listeners. the way, this is, this is a Spotify for artists right here going crazy. That's my Instagram. Not, yeah, not Instagram. when you look at this number, does it fuck you up? Like there's right now 25,000 people it's playing crazy, a song right? actively, and that's it's constantly it's going up album, and down. That's the whole album. Yeah, it's oh, oh this is only oh, for the album. Yeah. Holy shit! So there's 25,000 people in the world. That's constantly just trying to listen to your. Right, and when you look at the other stuff, look, I'll show you something else. Look, what does that do to you, though? Does it like fuck you up? Makes me super, super grateful, bro. Like, look at this. Since 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 2015, 108.6 million listeners. That many people? I don't even know that many people. I don't even know. I don't even know two hundred people in my life. Streams 4.1 billion. My label people just called me and told me. My last, my last big plaque the label gave me said four billion plus streams with two million albums sold. My next one coming in is ten billion streams, six million albums. Wow. What does that signify for you? Does it signify like you know, especially where you just you just said a very interesting thing. You see someone with eight million can't sell tickets, but I'm pretty sure they're active on social media, right? They probably get way more likes than I do. Opposed to you now where you're like, yo, the music is hitting, people are fucking with it and checking for it. Maybe your focus should just be there more than, you know, giving your energy and, you know, altering your mood, fucking with these other things, right? Yeah, and it's your music. Just yeah, focus yeah. on the fucking music, bro. What got you here? Not Instagram. They get the music popping, then the Instagram gets popping, and they put more energy into the Instagram, and they close and everything, then what got them popping. Yeah, yeah. Listen, um, oh, I don't know when you when, when you got a next show. I, if you have a show in like you know New York, I want to I want to pull up. I want to see. Yeah. I want to see how. I want to see a Navin concert to see how it's it's really is. I seen you perform before. Um, it was it was at a weekend show. Mm-hmm. So oh, you know, I was like it, re- like old, I was like a young uh, novice back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and basically, it was the fucking like it was the Barclays. Like yeah, that's just huge. Yeah, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It was the Barclays Garden, one of them. And I just remember thinking like, damn. Like this is so many people, but like I want to see you in like a close intimate setting. Yeah, when it's see. like my tour. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Word no, of word, course, man. These kids are nuts. Of course, yeah. So um, can't wait to do that. Listen, the album, new album's out now. Um, everybody, go check it out. Uh, I think I, I don't want to speak for you, but it seems like you just want people to check out the music and love it. Yeah. Um, no expectations for numbers. Not looking towards that that type of stuff right now. Um, I'm telling you, yeah, you have a. Just a smile underneath everything. Uh, I feel different, right? Different energy. Yeah, yeah, clear. yeah. It, it don't seem like you're, you're you're upset, you're bitter, you're you're longing for a want or anything, which is I think dope, man. It's, that's just it's just surreal as fuck to me to hear that from you because it's like we had smoke, stupid smoke, and like to hear that from me is just so crazy right now. So like uh, like epiphany for me, like because I've been feeling this way, you know what I mean? Like genuinely happy. Like yeah, well, was, it comes across it. Like I, was, I can yeah, see it. It's, it's crazy it's zooming, that it's yeah, translating yeah. to people, bro. Yeah, like yeah. this is. Amazing what's happening right now in my life. I can't believe it. Cause I was in the airport today. I'm like, I, I was telling my boy Frost, my best friend, he'd been through the mud with me. I'm like, yo, like I've been waiting for this moment my whole career. Like he's like, like what? Like 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 the show yesterday? No, just this moment where I feel like this. You know what I mean? Happy, and I've been waiting. I'm, I'm here, bro. Yo, listen, congratulations, album out now. Listen, I'm fucking with it. I'm fucking with it. Uh, a lot of people they love it too. A lot of people keep telling me best release that dropped. This week, okay, um, that's good. I hope you keep enjoying. Like you know, what I mean, like I, I see so many artists come in here, and and whether it's life beating them down, whether it's work, you don't see genuine happiness. You you see coping. I'm yeah. doing this to get to the next thing, and I'm happy that you're actually in that position. All right, facts. Um, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Hey man, yo, 
I'm glad we buried the hatchet. Yo, yo, we've been done that. We've been done that. Nothing but love. I respect your grind, bro. I've been watching you from way before we knew each other, man. And I'm glad that we hear your fucking office space looks great. Look at you, man. You're doing great, bro. Good for you. Everyday struggle is is nan without you now. You know what I'm saying? Hey, and by the way, thank you as well. And and listen, it's it's much easier and feels better when I can now support to support. You know what I mean? Right. Because now I could be like, yo, I could confidently be like, yo, no, I'm bumping that shit. That shit's fire. Yeah. Because when you got to be a, a, like, when you ain't fucking with something just because you mad. Yeah. And by the way, I, I got to tell everybody, you don't know what it's like for like an artist you fuck with to, to, to not like ah, your dish. That's dissing. the worst part of it. You know who that used to happen with me? Mm. With Meek. Yo, when Meek says something, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm bumping all these songs. Are y'all cool now? Yeah, it made me cool. Now. Oh, great, cool perfect, cool man, cool now. And, perfect. And, 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 Look at this new guy. <laughs> shit, I'm hoping to sit down with me too. Great, bro. Um, all right, people, listen. Go check out Nav's new album. It's out now. Um, I'm pretty sure he'll announce a tour or something else coming soon. Please make sure you. Uh, if, if by the way, I always do this with every guest before we get out of here. So since this is exclusively on Spotify, go right above. It's gonna be in the search bar. Okay, you're gonna type Nav. Okay, and if it was three songs from the album. Right, so they got limited time. Three songs on the album you want to check out to get a gist of like how you coming this time. Um, what would it be? Um, one time, mm-hmm. okay. last of the Mohicans. Okay, demons in my cup. All right, we will end it there, man. Uh, everybody, thank y'all for uh, watching. This was a long time in the making, but I'm happy it happened. It happened here, and um, you'll see much more from me and Nav, man. That's how it should be. All right. Yes, sir. Peace. Ah.